Hello, welcome to episode nine of We Watch Dead People. I'm Emma. I'm Will. And I'm mustering everything in me to sound alive right now. Yeah, I know. We're the dead people this week. Yes. Yeah. We ran a half marathon earlier today. Woohoo! Our very first one. Mm hmm. And we watched this movie um, on Wednesday or Thursday, I can't remember. And I think that pretty much sums it up. I mean, like, I enjoyed the movie, but we might be a little fuzzy on certain details i think not me okay i remember everything for myself my mind is a steel trap (laughs) okay (laughs) sometimes your memory is really good other times you're like a goldfish well i pick and choose (laughs) i guess i've only got so much brain space (laughs) well that's fair well so the movie we watched this week if you followed along with our clues we try to make it very obvious we drop clues we do every Friday, Saturday, and Sunday on our social media accounts. And uh, this week's movie was Orphan from 2009. This one was kind of like a... I don't know. I remember it getting some buzz because it has a fun, weird twist. And, it holds a spot in my heart. And, and, you know, everybody likes creepy kid movies. Did you see it when it came out? I saw it, like, after it was on DVD. Yeah, but... when it came out for me, I was in the eighth grade... Mm-hmm. Mm, yes, I think. And I had friends who saw it. You'd be going into the eighth grade because I was yeah, going okay. into the ninth grade. Yes, okay. Oh well. Anyway, I had friends who saw it and like raved about it because it's so edgy to like spooky movies. And I guess what I still didn't like them back then. <laughs> and they just gave me the plot summary of this, and I like did not sleep for like two days. So when you suggested, I was like, oh. But my baggage. And in hindsight, it's not actually that scary. No. It's more just kind of creepy. It's creepy. And uh, uh, disturbing, especially toward the end. You know, I think. Yeah. um, Well, let me just do the. Oh, yeah. Do housekeeping. Yeah. yeah. So it was directed by Jome Colette Serra, who is a Spanish director. He did did, uh, House of Wax with Paris Hilton. From like 2005. I don't, never heard of that. Very bad. And uh, he also did a bunch of like Liam Neeson action movies after this. Um, wow. It has Vera Farmiga, who's also in The Conjuring, so she's sort of a bit of a horror movie yeah, people she, lover. In and, the, sorry, in The Conjuring, she's one half of the couple that. She's sees, Lorraine Warren. Yes. Who just paired, uh, died in real life oh. just a few weeks ago. Um, but it's got her. It's got Peter Skarsgård as her husband. Uh, Skarsgård. That's what I said. No. So, uh, I should say uh, Vera Farmiga is Kate Coleman. Peter Skarsgård is John Coleman. Mm-hmm. The ever delightful CCH Pounder is Sister Abigail from the uh, orphanage where they get Esther, who is Esther. Who Esther. Es- Esther, is that yeah. what you say? Yeah, Esther. Uh, okay. Esther. Esther. H is silent. Yes. Uh, um, played by Isabella Furman. Who's who, actually a child, right? Uh, well, yeah, but... Oh, uh, wait, okay, no, that was... spoiled the movie, jeez. What? It's <laughs> she been was... out for ten years. Yeah, well, <laughs> good point. Um, but she hasn't been... Also, that was a dumb question. Of course, she's actually a child. Yeah, she's 12 <laughs> when they made this movie. The only other thing that she's actually, like, really been in was um, The Hunger Games. She played Clove. Oh, wow. So, that's that. that's the cast there. Um, and this movie did 
okay, it made like 80 million at the box office against like a 20 million budget, and it got like a, you know, it it did okay uh, review-wise, not great, but okay. It did open behind um, G-Force, <gasps> so the guinea pig movie, uh, that, that outpaced this one. But we, My little cousins... And my little sister loved G-Force when it came out. And because we have a guinea pig, whenever we say that and someone makes a joke, they're like, oh, is he like G-Force? And we're like, it's his favorite movie. (laughs) Well, but this movie clearly held on because it started out in fourth place at the box office and managed to make almost 80 million bucks. So I think think the twist actually, word of mouth, probably got people to come see this. So we're going to go into spoiler territory. Well, hold on. You forgot one crucial part about housekeeping. What? You forgot Jimmy Bennett, a.k.a. Danny Coleman, a.k.a. the star of this film. Oh, is that the kid? The it's boy? It's the brother, yeah. Yeah, boy, Jesus. He, God, he's terrible. Every single line that he says could be replaced with, I'm a child actor. That's what all of his lines could be. Well. Now he, I feel bad because I ragged on a kid. Yeah, well, he's... He's yeah, he's a weird weird dude. He um he was the voice of Billy, the like uh, really poor kid in uh, Polar Express. Oh. And he was also the kid who played uh, the Flash in Daddy Daycare. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wait, yeah. now Too, I'm feeling a dick. Much, I love both those movies. Well, he acts much much better in them than he does in Orphan because whoa, he sucks. But anyways, <laughs> we'll get we'll get it's into that good. in a moment. We're we'll do the spoiler warning now cuz this movie been out for 10 years and we're just gonna go into it mm-hmm. i think the way most people remember this movie is little girl turns out to be like 34 year old woman 33 wasn't it? oh sure whatever it doesn't really matter it's a pretty she wild looks little twist. and she's not she's got some well she is little yeah she has like a she has what pituitary they des- disorder yeah they describe it as she which gives her proportional she has proportional dwarfism and some type of disorder where her hormone secretion is all off, so she hasn't, like, super aged. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she masks certain elements of her age with, like, makeup and stuff like that. Fake teeth. Yeah, fake teeth. Oof, teeth. But for most of this movie, I mean, so I think it... We both knew the twist, and I think that that yeah. does cast a certain light over the movie. If you don't know that twist is coming, I think it's a pretty big shock. I know. I think I would have liked this movie a lot if I hadn't known the twist. Like, Or, I don't know if I would have liked it a lot, because there's still some iffy stuff, but I think I would have been more blown away, mm-hmm. obviously. Like, what movie did I not have spoiled for me that I was the like... The Sixth Sense. Yeah. Have we already talked about that on here? I don't know. I don't know. It's just we... a, it's a feat that you had not had that spoiled for you. Or you at least hadn't recognized you'd had it spoiled, because you had seen yeah. 50 First Dates and Like a million times. I love that and movie. And they spoil the movie uh, several Five, times. Five, six times yeah. there, yeah. And I... He was dead the whole time, and I was just like, yeah, I wonder what they're talking about. I love this. I love True Barrymore. <laughs> Well, so this movie does uh, thrive on that twist, I think. Um, But even so, knowing what it was, it was still... I mean, it's over the top and ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, It starts with this just wild dream sequence with Kate. Yeah. uh, Where you learn she's had a miscarriage, but it's a dream miscarriage. So it's it's even worse. Yeah, it's horrific. And there's like a bloody baby 
dead body that's like shaken and it's like she's oh, trailing blood oh yeah she's trailing blood and then when she's actually on the operating table they've got like ginormous tools that they're like <laughs> don't worry this won't hurt like yeah. giant scissors snap and then <laughs> yeah. goes down inside and she's like and, uh, and the husband's like i'm getting it all on film like yeah yeah, like, it's just oh my really God. fucked up. Yeah. I think it's set an appropriate tone for how kind of over the top the movie's going to be, though. And then, mm-hmm. but it really does get going once they meet Esther. They go they go to adopt after this event. Um, a while after the event. I guess it's not quite It's sort clear. of unclear how long it's been. I think they said a year, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. But they go to adopt this girl. Um Esther and she's she's not like the other girls, which I think is almost an exact quote from. I predict. Yeah, no, like, I couldn't yeah. remember the line, and I said Cause, it because it's like that joke, like I'm not like other girls. <laughs> but then when she's sitting alone in a room painting, and the dad's like, "Oh, what, oh, what are you doing? That something looks nice." She's like, "Yeah, I'm not like the others." You know, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just kind of silly, but uh, I think that from an early point of. Uh, What's the actress's name? Isabella Furman does a good job at actually convincing you that she's like, you know, a wholesome little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and then reveals her sinister side. I mean, a little too much early yeah, on. She's like, like suddenly like in the lightning staring at the other kids and like yeah, snooping it, around the house. There's not much subtlety. It's like, okay, she seems just kind of misunderstood. She's been through some bad shit and... Oh, nope, she's fully evil. Like, there wasn't a lot of wondering. Yeah. On the But then again, I knew what was going to happen. Yeah, so. and I was going to say, on the other hand, most of the people who even went to see the movie in 2009 went in knowing it's a creepy kid movie, so they probably just, like, leaned into it, you know? Yeah. Um, but there is still some, like, interesting stuff about her being disturbed. She, like... Before you actually, she has kn- some freak out. She yeah, breaks yeah. out in that hallway. At that was school. what I was gonna say. Before you actually know why she wears the ribbons and like carries that Bible around, like the other little girls like making fun of her and that kind of thing. It's well, I said to you, uh, maybe a quarter of the way into the movie, is she's been bullied by all kinds of people. I was like, boy, she's gonna kill him, and I'm not even gonna care. <laughs> like, but These people are mean to her. Yeah, but they. They do eventually make her a more sort of villainous villain. Yeah. Um, Well, yes. Because as soon as um, the nun comes to visit them to, like, kind of check in on how things are going, and then she ends up killing. That's where things really go south. The nun, it was just like, oh, okay. So she's not just a little disturbed. She's a murderer. And the whole nun kind of plot bugged me a bit. Because it was very inconsistent. Like, when they were actually at the home for girls, and they were like, oh, we've kind of taken, you know, we seem to sort of, I think we liked Esther. And she was like, you really connected with her. Like, you didn't just like her. You really connected. She is very mature and thoughtful. A little bit of a princess. She has to wear her ribbons, but (laughs) she's very, like, nice and well-connected. And then the next time... Or the second next time they talk to the nun on the phone, we the nun's like... We don't know a like, damn thing about her. And the nun's <laughs> like, well, we don't really have any records, and bad things always happen when she's around. And it was like, 
what made you change your tune? Because she left with yeah, where them. Was, where was, so where was when this you... whenever we were picking her out? Yeah, like, where was the self-discovery there? Like, I mean, you might not have had any records, but you knew that she was like eerily around all kinds of like, like Whenever there's an and... accident, Esther's there. You turn around, Esther's there. It's like, where was that clause? Why is it just coming to light now? Yeah, it would have been nice to have known. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a bit odd. It was a I had to suspend my belief. Yeah. I and I think I think the fact that certain elements of this movie were or my disbelief. Whatever. Whatever. That that kind of stuff is more okay with me though because most of the rest of the movie was actually pretty grounded. I like I actually kind of believed um other than the son who sucked, terrible actor, um the rest of the family unit, Vera Farmiga and Peter Skarsgård and their um, daughter, who's deaf. Um, yeah, she's mostly all the way deaf. Yeah, um, they they really you kind of connected could, as a yeah, family you could believe unit, that they were, yeah. you could believe that they were a family and they had um, on screen chemistry. They were like pleasant people. Yeah, and like even um, you know, it made me laugh. Even there's a sex scene with Vera Farmiga and Peter Skarsgård like in their kitchen. And, like, as opposed to most movies, where it's, like, you know, it's, like, very, I don't know, cinematic. Yeah. They actually, it was, you know, it was kind of goofy, and they, like, bumped their heads, and they're just some crazy kids having a good time. Like, you just believe that it was, like, real. Yeah, it felt decently realistic. And then Danny would come in and be like, you're not my sister. Dad, watch me play guitar hero. <laughs> yeah. It's like, go away. And he just, yeah, he just has all kinds of like clunky. Sorry about that. I leaned on the table and it made big sound. Or did you fart? I did not, but thanks. Um, <laughs> kid just comes in and makes like weird, rude comments. Yeah, from the beginning. He doesn't even try a little bit. And then honestly, his fate is to be in a treehouse that's lit on fire and then he falls out of it and then and they put him in the hospital and then she tries to suffocate him with a pillow yeah and, and like maybe up i didn't like the suffocation with the pillow because he's in the in the hospital but like when she lit the treehouse on fire I, I oh i almost didn't care like he was, yeah, just, I was just like uh i didn't like it when, with i didn't like it when she almost hurt the the her sister max max that was her name um yeah that was a bummer Oh yeah, Max and then Max was Max was also Max Max's arc with Esther was more believable. At the end, I was like, "Oh my god, she's really psychologically damaged this child because Max, you know, helped her oversaw her murder someone." But Esther's like very threatening, and like when Esther first came into the family, she was super friendly and like connected with Max right away and then manipulates her. And I was like, if this was an adult, I would be like, why didn't you see this sooner? Or why aren't you acting a little bit better? But this is a child, you know? Mm -hmm. I do find it, um, I don't know if interesting is the right word. Um, It's sort of just tangential. Mm -hmm. Um, There was controversy about this movie because of the way- Yeah, because of the way it depicted adopted children. (laughs) And, really? and on the DVD copy, apparently, they have, a, like, a PSA about how adopting children is actually a really good thing to do. Yeah, uh, okay. Yes. It's a, it's a fucking movie. Like, it's a movie, and 
it's not believable. Like, no, I don't think anyone if thinks... If you try to adopt a kid, they're it's really going to be a 40-year-old Russian lady who <laughs> kills your husband after... Breaking he, out of a mental hospital. Like You'll turn on the black light in, their, in your adoptee's room and there'll just be a glow-in-the-dark picture of her fucking your husband. Like... <laughs> Do you remember that one? I mean, I there do, were a ton yeah. of like buildings on fire, but then there was just a very realistic portrait of her naked with the dad. I was like, oh God, like on the walls? Can you imagine being the set designer for the that movie? It's like, honey, what'd you do today? Mm. <laughs> that would be kind of hard to Day explain. glow. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the movie um, is best though, sort of in the middle when there's um, a lot of suspense toward the end when it's just sort of like happening a by the numbers action thriller almost yeah not his good um no yeah but i also did think that um again spoiler that esther kills peter skarsgård stabs him several times um it like at least showed that there were some real stakes that she was like a, actually a sinister a capable person to like make the ending scary <laughs> yeah you know but ultimately watching it um just wasn't as compelling as her um slinking all around and being manipulative and especially just how manipulative what like when she was so manipulative that the mom was like researching and doing looking into <laughs> Russia or whatever and was trying to be like what evil wrong children with her? kill google like <laughs> yeah she searched that or children Something killing like it, people yeah. i don't know and like her therapist doesn't believe her and her husband doesn't believe her that's where i felt the stakes highest because i was like those idiots why don't they believe her but then i was like well she has a history of like she's a recovering alcoholic and she was very traumatized by her um, miscarriage, or is it still called a miscarriage? Well, I think she is stillborn. It's stillborn, yeah, stillbirth. Um, like she's very kind of teetering on the edge, and the child to both the psychologist and the dad, even though we've seen her be be nuts, they haven't seen it at all. And I was like, this is so heartbreaking that they're not believing her, and everyone's gonna suffer real bad for this. But it was also believable that they didn't believe her, and I I liked I thought that was the best kind of yeah yeah because because it's yeah. it's uh, the plot was constructed in such a way those are always kind of the when it's done correctly um, the best kind of horror movies where you know the main character isn't insane or you think the main character isn't insane but everyone else does and thus you yourself are not able to totally sure be sure if they are in fact seeing what's real or not yeah i think I, I know i've compared almost every movie we've watched to the yeah, first one but that's it. the same thing with hereditary we're tired of it no we're not we live for it folks i we, say we love it <laughs> i'm saying we as in everybody that isn't you and when you say we you just mean you uh-uh no i'm speaking for everyone all right we'll <laughs> stop Okay. I will say this movie did not live up to my going into eighth grade hype. Petrified? Yeah. Couldn't sleep. Like, staying up at night being like, a little girl that's really old and she's killing. Oh, (laughs) God. I couldn't imagine. And then actually watching it, it was like, yeah, you see some kids get their bones broken, which is always terrible when you see anybody 
on on film like i've never yeah. seen it in real life but you know like there's that snap and it's bent the wrong way and you're like oh oh yeah but ooh. even and there's some stuff there but like overall it wasn't i wasn't petrified even this my movie, feet weren't even a little bit sweaty but there isn't a whole lot of gore in this movie like there's a lot of off-screen gore like yeah when she hits cch pounder with the hammer uh, you see a little bit of the stabbing of uh john um, the bone breaking is really brief. I mean, the descent from a couple weeks ago had so a hellacious yeah. bone break scene. I know. I did not care for that. Christ, let's not go back there. This movie ultimately is like, I definitely understand why it was R. But yes. Well, another thing. Much more so than uh, last week, the La Llorona. Yeah, La Llorona. Oh, no, you. there was... Um, there was the also the scene where Esther's trying to seduce the dad. That was like a Ew. big part of maybe it was just because we were going into eighth grade and we were like, sexuality? What? We have so many hormones that one of my friends told me about it. It was something that they really focused on. They were like, yeah, she's put on all this makeup well, and she's trying to get him to have sex with her. And I watched it and it is like uncomfortable to watch, but it's also not. I mean, it's probably because the actress was literally actually a child and it would be gross to do that. But I was like, this wasn't what they told me it was going to be like in the eighth grade, which has been most things in my life. Just being like, what? This wasn't what I thought it was going to be when I was 13. I still think it's really an uncomfortable scene. It's probably yeah, in, but... in many ways the most disturbing scene in the movie. There's something really unsettling about watching someone who you think is 12 years old and the actress actually was 12 years old like nine esther's nine. Oh well whatever <laughs> like nuzzling a grown man but no at that point we knew like you? in the movie yeah they uh -huh. had already well wait did we shit check that <laughs> young fresh plot no, summary she doesn't no, we didn't, we didn't know, know yet. that oh see again because i already knew but when your movie relies on one big twist and it's 10 years well, old. I don't think it relies on it, but it helps a lot when it comes out of left field. And you're yeah. like, oh, what? It's what sets it apart. There are plenty of creepy kid movies where it's just like, that kid was disturbed. This one is like, and that kid was not a kid. You know, yeah. like that's a. Yeah, I mean, all, all together, I think that it's like definitely not the best horror movie we've watched uh, or I've watched in my life. But it's certainly not a bad one. I think it's pretty enjoyable. It's a little schlocky, but there's nothing nothing wrong with that. It's just kind of a fun, fun horror movie with that, and the stakes aren't too high uh, in terms of am I gonna shit my pants or not? Like you'll yeah. be you'll be a little spooked out, but nothing bad, like you said. Yeah, so, yeah. I think it's a perfectly fine movie. Yeah, perfectly reasonable. If you don't really like horror. I think this one is okay because it's got some, like, you know, the jump scare kind of with the mirror, but, like... You pretty much know they're coming. Yeah, you know they're coming, you can expect them, and the plot isn't bad. Like, yeah, I mean, ultimately, it's a pretty by-the-numbers horror movie. Like, it's not particularly stylishly made, it's not... not um, 
incredibly scary. It's also not. It also terrible. has some tropes. Like, why is the dad an architect? That was while we were <laughs> watching it. I was old like, house. why is everybody in every film an architect? Especially in every horror movie, they've got some big modern house with like rustic features, big windows. Out, out, don't worry. Yeah, out in the, the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and and they're architects. Architects are doctors every single time. Yeah, it's like never just like they don't work like in IT. Or, or. Wait, what are those YouTube videos that you like to watch about horror and it breaks it down by the numbers? Do oh, they... uh, Dead Mead. Yeah. They do a he... podcast Does... too, which is funny. Do they? Oh. Yeah. Do they ever break it down in terms of occupation? They're no, like they should 70% though. architects. That would be funny. I think if for slasher movies, which they generally do, it'd be like 99% horny teenagers though. So. Oh, true. Or camp counselors or yeah. something. There's a good overlap between Who those two. Who are only semi-employed. And also almost always horny teenagers. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, I think this movie ultimately, even those tropes aside and its workmanlike quality, is it's got a good enough story and it's acted well enough by the main main people yeah. with, some, with some dark humor, both purposeful and uh, unintentional, particularly as it pertains to the sun. Oh, yeah. God. Danny. So, yeah, so, you Danny know, boy. I think you can do worse than Orphan. Yeah. 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 Well, it's not everything that it was hyped up to be in the eighth grade, but what was? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Well, we're going to be doing another very hyped horror movie next week. Really? Well, yeah, I won't say what it is. Oh. On here, I'll tell you. Yeah, please, tell me but once we turn it off, because I hadn't looked at the schedule. It's... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> oh yeah haven't heard of it yeah <laughs> but yeah i think this one the next one is also it's even more it's more contentious because a lot of people either really like it or don't so i'll be interested to see what you think okay it's gonna be more divisive than this one cool but you didn't actually whisper it to me so i can't participate well, we'll talk in about we'll talk about it off the okay so get to that okay well thank you for listening everyone thank you so much uh we're as we said at the top of the show we're on Social media, we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. You can follow along for clues and the latest episodes and whatnot. You can yeah. also, if you care to, uh, subscribe, review, share the um, podcast. Leave us suggestions. Yeah, send us Please. suggestions. Uh, we've gotten a few since we started, which is very nice. Thank you very much. We're going to try and work them in. And, uh, yeah, just a, nice to know that people are people are listening. So, mm-hmm. uh, But thank you. For those who do listen. And uh, we'll be back again next week. Next week. Hopefully recovered from this run. Fingers crossed. I'm so sleepy. I know. Let's go to bed. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. Those orphans jumped on silver mountains And lost in celestial alleyways They wait for that old tramp down the nose He takes it on the street Now don't you grow up